the USFL Gambling Podcast Freedom Cup, aka US, USFL Championship Preview Picks and DFS episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bird Dog Shorts. Yes, you got to check out Bird Dog Shorts. Dominate the summer with an amazing pair of shorts and a free Yeti style tumbler. Um, when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool, that's birddogs.com slash pool. Remember as always folks to let it ride. Football is a unique American experience, a game described by one turn of the century critic as crude and barbaric with little chance of survival, but survive it did. USFL report as we are here, uh, Canton, Ohio, the f- home of the Freedom Cup, uh, year two of the rebirth of the United States Football League. We're gonna break it all down. I am super excited to watch this game Saturday. Uh, but perhaps you're wondering just who the hell you're listening to. Well, my name is Colby Swinging Database Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. Would have killed a normal man, but nah, nah, that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was, was like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. And you're nothing but a chameleon, lemon-headed, coward, terrorist pussy. And I'm after you, buddy. You're going to pay for it. Good night. (laughs) We love this league. We're here. You're watching on YouTube, youtube.com. Type in USFL Gamble and Podcast. We're home. You'll see one of us wearing a USFL hat. Shout out to that. And you'll see all of our... Just ugly mugs, you know. I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C, the place to be. Hi, oh man, guys, is this? I can't believe the season's already over. And for some reason, for some reason, the general's cut Dakota Prokop. What are you doing? The last time he played, he looked good. Let it go. Let it go. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers signed him in like a day. 
Shout out to the Bombers. Uh, we are also joined by third man in the booth, the DFS God himself, and we will be giving away our DFS lineups. And we invite you to come play uh, USFL DFS with us. Uh, give it up for the rooftop by PA drinking, homebrew making, tobacco road living, the free like giving. Former, former Herndon Basketball League MVP, giving a Rensy Nick in the place to be. There we go. Freedom Cup, baby. Freedom Cup is here. I'll just play this music. I just feel like that works. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe we go. Uh, how about this? Look out, just watch him go. Look out, Keep trying. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like one of these ones will. It's easy to see a tide turn. One of these ones <laughs> will 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 pop. And and all of a sudden, you know, we'll have our own theme song besides our regular theme song. Oh, there needs to be. There's got to be something about Canton written. I don't know. We haven't heard. Uh, I hear there's rumors on the uh, internets. There is rumors throw, throw on the internets. What's that? We haven't heard Bandit Ball in a while. Let me throw that out there. <laughs> uh, let me see if I can find it. But I just feel like it's uh, it's unfortunate because we don't have them, you know, in the league currently. But maybe we will. Uh, but hey. We come from down in Gator Country. We are the pride of Tampa Bay. We play football and we're called the Bandits. And we think our brand of ball is here to stay. Bandit ball. Sorry, I'm just rattling off. This is a lot of fun over here. I'm super DJ, excited. DJ Kobe D on the ones and twos. Super excited for the United States Football League. Guys, here we are. NC Nick, I know you were not available for the reaction show. We got super, super fortunate to cover a minus three. I know you had a little you had a little get together. You had a USFL get together. How'd that go watching the United <laughs> States Football League guys knock down a couple of beers and watch uh, the Maulers? Glorious, man, and and especially when you hit your bet. When, really, when you have no no business hitting your bet, you know, <laughs> we always bitch and com- and complain about the bad beats. You yeah. know, but sometimes, look, man, it all evens out, right? You know, so <laughs> crazy game, and you know, I mean, really, what I was saying, I think I was texting you guys too. You know, during my little USFL party, that this game was really reminding me a lot of Michigan and Philadelphia from Week Ten. Where yeah. Philadelphia owned the first half, but they should have been up by more. The Maulers should have been up by more, and then you have a kind of a strange second half where Michigan starts picking up steam. There's a there's a bad fake punt like there was in both games. There was like oh so God. many correlations, but somehow, some way, Pittsburgh finds a way to win, and here they are, man. Here's here now they have a chance to uh, take home the crown. We we were talking about it in studio. Me and Stack of the Money Green, and he was saying that's one of the luckiest covers ever, considering <laughs> considering the fact that the Maulers have not been able to come from behind all year. For sure, they got down seventeen ten, and then what twenty four seventeen, and they battle back both times, and even you know had a first and goal from the one, right, and to 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 tie things up here. And then uh, you know what they 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 lose a yard on first down on second down they get nothing, the third down they get a false start, and then they throw an incomplete pass on the replay of third down, and then on fourth down they convert it. it uh, uh, truly unbelievable. Then you add in the fifty-nine yard field goal by Blewett, and yeah, <laughs> you got 
maybe one of the greatest covers of all time. But here we are, the Maulers, and and for 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 people like me and Stacking the Money Green, we have a twenty-two to one ticket Ooh. on the Maulers to win this game. Do we hedge? <laughs> we'll get to it. But uh, look, before we get into all that. Um, I want to tell you folks out there that the college, oh no, I'm sorry. The USF I've been doing so many college football previews. I can't even fucking talk, um, which you should be checking out by the way, all 133 college football teams in the FBS. We have a solo podcast for each and every team in the land. Go check that out. But as I was trying to say was that the USFL gambling podcast is brought to you by bird dogs, bird dogs, make you look good. All right. They're like, I like Chris blew it with the 59 yard field goal. All right. They're going to make Ray Horton look good for attempting that field goal. Uh, look, bird dogs are stretch khaki shorts and they're designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. And uh, they fit way better than regular shorts. You know, regular shorts are made of all that stiff restricting cotton bird dogs. Fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khakis, but stretches. So you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice all that movement. Uh, bird dog also uses anti stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So if you're tailgating in Canton, if you're some of these crazy Mahler fans or stallion fans, you know, you don't want to be, you know, maybe you're going to, you're, if you're, you're probably from out of town, you probably don't live in Canton. So, you know, you probably got dinner plans later in the night. You don't want to smell like fucking Larry Zonka. You know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> there you go. You get on over there. All right. Uh, go to birddogs.com slash pool. And enter the promo code pool. They're going to give you a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. Yes, that's birddogs.com slash pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to, uh, you won't want to take your bird dogs off. We can promise you that. All right. We are back on the USFL gambling podcast and uh, one of the all time great covers. And then in the other game, NC Nick, I guess I didn't give you a chance to uh, talk about how uh, Alex McGough looked like uh, second coming to Broadway Joe. Man, that was just complete domination. You know, I was on Birmingham there too. Look, hands down, Birmingham's the best team in this league. They're the most consistent. And really, they just put it through the breakers. Every facet of the game, complete domination. You got to be as a, if you're a Stallions fan, you're you're looking for the repeat here. One game to go, one game to go. Patty C, we talked about this, but uh, I know you've had a couple days to think about this. Uh, how you feeling about this matchup in general? I mean, I don't want to. I'm not asking you for your pick right now, but how do you feel about the season, the way it's going, the fact we have the Maulers against the Stallions? What do you make of it? I mean, uh, the fact that look. Uh, <laughs> The Stallions through ten games outscored their uh, the opponents by rough uh, ninety one points. Uh, Pittsburgh had been outscored uh, through ten games, so you know uh, <laughs> you do the math there. One team's averaging winning by nine points a game; the other one's you know basically in a tie every game. Stallions are clearly statistically superior team. Obviously, on paper, they have uh, uh, the offensive dimension that is non existent for Pittsburgh. Um, defensively, they're not that much. I mean, let's let's look at a. Uh, Total points scored uh, 196 or uh, let up rather 196 for Birmingham, 178 for Pittsburgh. So comparable defensive performance from a point standpoint. You got to figure uh, the Stallions are going to whoop them, but that was not the case in the regular season. I was about to say, if you dive into the numbers, the Maulers actually outgained the Stallions in their one matchup. Uh, that was in Week Four. That was a long time ago. A long time ago. I get what you're doing there. <laughs> I get what you're doing there. Um, 
I didn't mean to say that. It's, I think I think that was just the whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know they've talked about this that the the package to come back to Canton they're offering next year. So the question is, are they going to be in the hub again next year, or will Canton have their own team? I've I've heard people. The internet's going crazy about this. People speculating that Pittsburgh could move to could move to Canton and then be the Canton Maulers. But then what would be the point of them changing their uniforms of that color? People are speculating NC Nick curious. Would you like an expansion Canton Bulldogs? Would you like just a random name? Cause the Canton Bulldogs have the history. Jim Thorpe played for them back in the day. Well, you know, if we go expansion, I think, uh, you know, expanding by two teams. I think that makes a lot of sense. I, I think in general, I think we have to get to home locations. That's the next step. Uh, now, initially, I thought expansion would come later down the road, and I'm totally fine with if the if the USFL sticks with eight teams. It's worked. You know, you, you, there's only so much talent out there. I guess it seems <laughs> like you know Birmingham can find people every week to you know I, plug I, in. And I was about to ahead. say, I, I don't think that, like so much talent. I, if anything, I'm led on to believe that like they just cut Dakota Prokop. I thought he was one of the better quarterbacks in the league when he played. Now, yeah. uh, uh, you know, and, and McGough was a backup this year and last year. So p- part of me is like, well, there's still more talent out there. You you watch the XFL, you watch the CFL, you watch uh, the ELF. Yeah. Remember, Cavante Turpin was also in the ELF. The well, yes, I, I agree. There's probably there is probably enough talent. You wonder about quarterbacks, maybe you wonder about linemen, but uh, I think the you know the 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 play on the field has been very good. So I think you could expand by a couple teams. I am not in favor of moving Pittsburgh to Canton. Why should Pittsburgh lose their their team? Yeah. So if 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 Canton gets a team, you obviously you want an even number of teams. So wh- so where else? Who else? Are, are they going to bring back Tampa? Are they going to go somewhere else? I don't know. But uh, I'd be in favor of moving up to ten. I I don't think you want to expand too much further just yet. I I but, think though mathematically you might want to go to twelve over ten. Right. Why? Why? Just just because you will get a whole new division, right? Well, just go five and well, I guess you wouldn't face everybody. I, like they, I right know. now, the one weakness is they're not in the on the west at all. But then your your thing is, well, Canton's not on the west. If they're offering tickets, maybe they're staying in the hubs. I don't know, but uh, thought it was yeah. an interesting interesting. Uh, we're rooting for the Canton Bulldogs. I don't know if you have a take on that, NC Nick, but uh, <laughs> no, you know. I, no, I, I complete hundred percent. That, that, that's a great name. Great history, make it happen. The question is, how do you make it happen? Do you do you take it from another city or do you add more? Yeah, yeah. Well, we're about to add more when we give out our winners because we did go to. Well, all of us went. No, Patty C took Michigan. Did what'd you do? No, you went two and no, zero. Took- you went two and zero, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, we all went two and zero last. We gave you winners. Now we did mess up the totals. <laughs> I went one on one totals. I went zero and two. Um, How do you see? I think you were on the over with me for Birmingham, right? Yeah. There we go. Yeah, I didn't expect it to be that big of an ass whooping, but no, I, thought, I mean, yeah. I, I think Birmingham hit the over themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they called off or, the dogs a little bit too. Um, so uh, look, before we get to all that, I want to tell you that the USFL Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Yes, Best Ball Mania is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away a fifteen million dollars in prizes. Yes, a fifteen million dollars 
a $15 million, right? Uh, <laughs> look, uh, underdog pick is a great way to get down on your favorite uh, MLB and NFL season player props. They also have USFL stuff out there. So many ways to win over at underdog and uh, underdogs available in so many different States. So you got to check it out. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN for hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. Once again, that is underdogfantasy.com promo code S G P N. All right, here we are guys. Time to get to it. Cause this, we only have one game left of this season and, and don't worry folks, we will have a reaction show. And then also if there is expansion news, we will do a emergency pod. So stay subscribed, tell your friends, all that good stuff. Um, here we go. Pittsburgh Maulers, Birmingham stallions. I get it. The Maulers have been playing at the, this is their hub. Is there an advantage though? Even though I feel like this is not a Mauler crowd. Is there an advantage guys to this, this, in, uh, you know, location for the Maulers, Patty, maybe a slight one, just, you know, it's not, it, it's considerably closer obviously. And so if Pittsburgh is at all excited about this and how long has it been since the Steelers won a uh, championship, what? 2009, eight, yeah. I want to say something. So look, that, yeah. Yeah, 15 years, the good folks in Pittsburgh are probably starved for a championship. If they have any American blood pumping through their veins, they'll be at this game in Canton. I think the problem is that Pittsburgh was so awful last year. What, one and nine, if I'm not mistaken? Yep. It's not like there was a big following last year. And it's not like they were very good this year. They were four and six. Well, so, they had the best defense, I think. I think. Yeah, they had- but I'm just saying, I don't know if the whole city has rallied around the Maulers just yet. Meanwhile, Birmingham has been on a complete, you know, upper tier for two years now, better than everybody else. They have a fun team with recognizable players, personalities, a coach that a lot of people that follow college football know. So I, I think Birmingham's following is so much bigger than Pittsburgh's right now. I think they have more True. fans, even there, if it's further away. There is a Birmingham Stallions bar in Los Angeles. Me and Patty C. We were talking, you know, uh, we're talking about happen. that. So you guys need to go. Wait, Look, I had the USFL party. You guys go to the Birmingham yeah, bar. Yeah, we might have to stop by there. Um, well, uh, we're going to talk all about this because the spread is minus seven. Are we surprised this went up? It was six early in the week. It's at seven currently. I'm not surprised. I look at this. look at the the games last week. I mean, I think it, I think it might even go to seven and a half. You might want to wait a little bit before kickoff. Um, I don't think it's going to go back down. So you're right. If if it if it continues to move, I think it's going to keep on going up a little bit more. Uh, and if you can get that hook, you know, yeah. take advantage. Wait for that hook. That's true, man. If you can get that, then I think that's gold. Yeah, Maulers are uh, plus two thirty-five on the money line currently. The total is at forty-six. Uh, you know, these two teams played. I, I, I mentioned this earlier, and uh, they this was a what twenty-four twenty game. So they're 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 calling for more scoring in the Freedom Cup, guys, and. Uh, I don't know that there will be because when you look back at that game, now granted it was week four. Alex McGill had not turned into the greatest quarterback in the history of the planet at that time, and uh, but they did have a kick return for a touchdown. I don't know if you can bank on that, but you go back to that game, you look at some of those stats from that game. McGill just seventeen of twenty nine, fifty eight percent for just five yards of completion, one touchdown, two interceptions. Another thing that stands out to me is he was their leading rusher that game. He did have a rushing touchdown, but they couldn't run the ball with their running backs. They had 20 carries for, for 76 yards. Um, 
no scores. They struggle a little bit on the ground there. Um, they struggled in the air too. I mean, I, I think the Maulers had more passing yards, which is very surprising. Yeah, Sternberger only had one catch, five yards, and this is a game Shark Dog played in. Now Shark Dog's back, and I think that was a, another thing that I noticed when when they were destroying New Orleans was he was already back making big time plays. He had a big stop on a pivotal third and one, I think. Um, I mean, am I crazy here? But. I have a mallish future. I understand I'm biased here and I'm not going to hedge cause I'm not a pussy. Um, I'm taking the seven and I'm sprinkling the money line. Cause I think this defense can give this offense problems. So here's my problem with the money line play week four. That might've been the mallers best effort. I mean, they outgained them, had more passing yards. They won the turnover battle two to nothing and they still lost. Yeah. Was that their best showing against the best team in the league? Which it was a very good showing. It was an impressive showing. That's I think that was probably one of the Maulers' best games this whole year, even in a losing effort. And it was probably one of Birmingham's worst outings of the year in a winning effort. True. True. But you also have this Blewett character. If he's making 59 yard field goals, <laughs> if he's making 60 yard field goals, watch out. You know, and I, I I don't think I mentioned it yet, but the, the turnover battle. Turnover battle is going to be huge. If Pittsburgh wins the game, they win the turnover battle probably by at least two. They you know, even the first one, yeah, I mentioned two nothing the uh turnovers in the first game, but they need to get some picks, you know, call some some strips. They they need to get a short field for they- that average offense. To be able to put up some points. That average offense was looking better last week, I feel like, but Blewett can't afford any misses. We've seen him miss an extra point. He's missed some chip shots, but he's been he's been money from deep. Um, I think that he needs to have a kind of a flawless day for them to pull off the money line upset. But with seven points, I I love it because I don't think I get it, Mago looks incredible. I just think this is the best defense in the league. Even last week when EJ Perry was able to beat them vertically on the deep ball a couple times. I get it. Like he had a great statistical day and he looked really good. And make that's another thing for depth. They just picked this guy up off the street and he looks like friggin' Joe Montana. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh my point is is that can they the, the Mauler still forced big turnovers in that game. They had an interception, they had a fumble recovery that led to their points, you know, so I think you look at the numbers from last week and say, well, the Mauler's defense wasn't as good as normal, but they still created the turnovers, which led to big scores for them. So can they do that again? Is the question Patty, see your thoughts. Yeah. Let's focus on the spread right now before we tackle money line, Patty, see what's your, what's your lean on the spread? Well, um, just from a point point, total standpoint points per game, uh, looking at it now, only once in the entire season did Birmingham score less than 24 points in a game. And only twice in the entire season did Pittsburgh score more than 23 points per game. So going to be hard for them to, you know, based on their averages, keep up with Birmingham just, uh, and obviously that was kind of what we witnessed. Uh, You know, that was, that was essentially one of uh, Birmingham's lowest scoring outputs Uh, with Pittsburgh playing defense the way they do that, that makes sense. That's logical. But I think that it was like Nick said, maybe an exceptionally like uh, impressive offensive performance, getting getting to twenty points against a team as good as uh, 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 Birmingham's, like defense as good as Birmingham's. I would expect you know something closer to like what like a twenty-seven to 
13 game here. So Ooh. I think spread wise, I Ooh. think uh, you're going to see Birmingham. You know, I, I don't know though. I mean, you got to give Pittsburgh credit. And I do think that they have figured out a little bit what their offensive identity is, even if it's just like, you know, like what we saw a little out of the backfield, a little, you know, get the running backs in space, run your jet sweeps. They're not going to throw the ball downfield much, but you get uh, the quarterback on the edge or, and, and, and doing some quarterback draw stuff. And you you can cobble together some, some short drives. And then you have a kicker that can blast in a million yards. So if you keep yourself in the game, you know, again, and we've talked about this a bunch, I think that's like the only thing that's going to help Pittsburgh. If they go behind early, it's going to look like last week, it's going to be a blowout. That was, that was a long winded answer of which I, I think you're laying the points, but I'm not positive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you picked up on what I was putting down there. All right. <laughs> Interesting. You know, as far as the spread, I think I'm going to agree with Colby. I want to take the points. You know, I think situationally speaking, you have the team coming off of a, a, you know, a blowout where everything was easy. And I think, you know, and people, I mean, I think the public angle is probably going to be Patty's angle because they saw how dominant Birmingham was and they saw Pittsburgh get fortunate, get lucky to win that game and not look so great in the process. So I, I think, especially if you got it early when it was six and a half, you were all, all about Birmingham, but I just think it's not going to be a walk in the park. I mean, both, both of the playoffs and now the championship game is not going to be easy. There's going to, there's, they're going to have to face adversity. I think actually Birmingham comes out a little sluggish. I think they, they they're celebrated this game. a lot. They, they celebrated and yeah. it was just too easy. And I think it's hard to, you know, turn around what seven days later and have that chip on your shoulder. I think, I think they're coming into this game thinking that their shit don't stink. I think it's going to take them a while to get that offense going against a really good defense. So I am going to take the points with Colby. Here's where it might differ. I am not fading Birmingham on the money line because mm. they're my, but I mean, come on, dude, they're the clutchest team in the league for the last two years. When it matters, our guy, the head coach, uh, the Holtz is going to make those adjustments at, at halftime. He's going to get, he's going to chew out his players and the best player in the league. Alex Mago is going to come through with a nice second half, probably come from behind and pull out a close win. So I got, give me the points, but give me stallions money line. Woo! Well, I can tell you this buddy, I'm going Mahler's money line because they proved to be the most clutch team in the playoffs because wow. Fourth and five, <laughs> not a problem. All right. I guess uh, so. It's just one game, but 59 yes, I, I yard field goal, right. <laughs> knowing they have that type of range. Are you kidding me? All right. Like, uh, do you feel good with them having to, you know, have that touchdown drive to win. Again. I do because I, I like that. They got reps in on that and they survived that. Now I can tell you this. I love the fact See, skip Holtz, a big fan and uh, my goals look fantastic, but they, they do a lot of stuff uh, out of the, out of the, the option read. I, we've talked about this a lot. They do a lot of stuff out of that. I think Pittsburgh bottled that up the first time. I think they have a nice you know, recipe to bottle it up. And I don't think they need to blitz. I think their D line can beat the, the stallions O line and make it uncomfortable for Alex Mago, who, as we saw last week, he played, he played unbelievable, but he throws a couple balls that got completed that are dangerous. They're super dangerous. And that is why, well, we'll talk about it in a second, but uh, 
Maulers win. I'll talk about the props. There's some, that's, what's awesome too. There's props available out there, folks. Before gonna, we touch on that, when yeah. you look at over under uh, now, heavy under heavy under, Yeah, I was going to say, if you're picking yeah. Maulers money line or spread, you're probably thinking under it, those would seem to correlate. If you're laying the points with Birmingham, you're probably thinking over. Well, they won you, last Patty? time. Is that though, true? They won last time with it being the under. That's true. They wouldn't have covered though. Yeah. Hold on. I am not seeing that number. Where, where is 40, that? 46, 46. Gosh. I mean, again, Birmingham scored 47 last week. <laughs> yeah. And, and here's the thing. When you, when you, when you think about Birmingham, where they were, when they played the first time, yes, they routed uh, Memphis two weeks before 42 to two. Um, but then, you know, they got all banged up that game and then they lost by 14 to new Orleans. And then the week, uh, then they barely beat Pittsburgh. And then they lost the following week to Houston. That was absolutely the low point of their season. It took them a few weeks to get it figured out. They, they obviously sl- slapped a pretty sub subpar Michigan team, but then squeaked out new Orleans, squeaked out Philly, but then they got on track, whooped Houston, you know, got by Memphis with, you know, with nothing to play for essentially. And then flexed again last week, they're rolling. They figured out uh Marables like uh role in the offense. I think their offense is on fire. So, but I think Pittsburgh is not like a rely. I think you just bet the under on Pittsburgh always. So Marable Marable got banged up last week. Now he didn't come back in the game probably because it was a blowout. I think he's fine. I think he's going to play. And uh, hey, the under for Pittsburgh did not hit last week. That's why it's it's due to hit this week. They, I they, think you're uh, right. I'm, yeah. I'm on board. Yeah. So, Patty, are you are you going under too? You've been very wishy washy with your answers. Look, I'm not even sure I want to go. Uh, <laughs> I want to go. I'm not uh, even sure I want to be on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even. Are sure you going to watch the game Saturday? <laughs> well, I'll be watching. I mean, uh, I'll, well, I'll be a good pick, amount tipsy. <laughs> well, listen up, buddy. You, you're putting a lot of pressure on me. I'm going to give you the. I'm going to give you the pick. But first, I want to touch back. I'm not even sure I'm on the uh, stallions. Um, to 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 cover the the in the All first right. place. You're changing, you know. <laughs> the, I'm not. I'm look. I'm going to stick with Birmingham just because the trends are pointing in that direction. But look, you're right. They could come out sluggish. Check that door for heat, Tim. <laughs> you sound like a politician. <laughs> Okay. So all that said, um, I am going under. Yes, I'm going under. All right. Are are you laying the points or are you taking the points? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take the points. Uh okay. 27 17. There it is. I okay. made my prediction. 27 17? 27 17. So you're laying the points. Wait, 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 wait. What? Yeah, I'm laying the points. I'm laying the points. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. How many cocktails you had over there? Jesus. <laughs> Uh, it's guys. Uh, so look, uh, what's, what's awesome about this. And I hope next year they do this for every game. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but uh, DraftKings offers the props first to score and anytime score player props. This is fantastic. They should do this for every game because I see some real cool value here uh, to just to rattle off folks. You can get over there and check this out. So like Jay Sternberger's plus four fifty, CJ Marable plus 500 to score first, by the way. Uh, Troy Williams plus 750, Davion Davis plus 800, Deion Kane plus 850, Alex Mago plus 900, but that would have to be a rushing touchdown. Uh, uh, Bailey Gaither plus 900, Isaiah Henney plus 900, Ricky Person Jr., who flashed, by the way, plus 1500, Groshek, Patty Seasboy plus 1500, uh, Josh Simmons plus 1500, LaMichael Petway plus 2000, Myron Mitchell plus 2000, Austin Watkins plus 2000, Trey Walker plus 2000, Madre London plus 2000. 
Uh, Mason Stokey plus two thousand. Thaddeus Moss plus twenty two hundred. And the Pittsburgh Marlers defense plus twenty five hundred. The Birmingham Stallions defense plus twenty five hundred. No touchdown scored, by the way. Wow. <laughs> no touchdown scored, by the way. A plus ten thousand. Whoo, uh, folks. Um, I find, and then there's other props out there for any time score. So let's rattle off some ones that we like here, because I'm going to start off with one here. I'm going to take a shot on the Pittsburgh Maulers. I, 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 I'm just going to throw 25 bucks on them. First score of the game at 2,500. That could be a safety. I think too. Um, they're plus two fifty Anytime in the game, anytime in the game. What do you guys think of that? That, that play there. I like it. I mean, uh, it's decent. Pittsburgh's defense creates turnovers. So if you create a turnover, that's your first chance to score off of it. Uh, a little sprinkle might be worth it. Yeah, now stacking the money green said, well, you know, but you got to play Birmingham's defense too because Pittsburgh's offense is such ass. There's a high chance that Birmingham and Scooby Wright, who scored a defensive touchdown in the Freedom Cup a year ago. That's fair. If they're plus fair. 250 as well, same value, which I that's what hilarious is the Maulers have the number one defense in the league. And why do they have the same value as Birmingham when they've had like a bunch of defensive scores? Um uh, I also Madre London. Plus two thousand. I I know Patty C was sending me hate text messages about Madre London because Garrett Groshek had he caught a <laughs> screen pass. Him. He caught a screen pass and broke it for like fifteen yards. Groshek uh, looked yeah. a little bit better than I remember. <laughs> big last game. Week. He, he gets he, up. He had a big game. I mean, he put up like fifty yards. It's a big <laughs> game for him. Uh, but I still think they get down to the goal line. So I'm gonna t- I'm gonna first score. I'm gonna jump on Troy Williams plus seven fifty. And I'm going to take a shot on Madre London plus 2000 because they really could give it to any of the three running backs in the goal, uh, the goal line area. What do you guys think? Crazy. I think that's a decent uh, game plan coming into this, this Saturday with the, with the, the freedom cup. Well, that kind of, it kind of echoes if I can, sorry, Pat, if I could answer this real quick, it kind of echoes my thought on how the game's going to happen. Cause I, I do think Birmingham starts out sluggish, which I, which means I think Pittsburgh has a chance to score the first touchdown and also their odds are juicier. And it'll probably be a rushing touchdown. The only problem with that is that you got three guys who could cross the goal line. Uh, yeah. I do like a little sprinkle. I mean, it might not be a bad idea just to, to a little sprinkle on both running backs. Yeah, Groshek plus fifteen hundred. <laughs> yeah, you get you get Troy Williams and both running backs. You're bound. It's not a bad idea. I know. I, yeah, don't, I don't know if I'd put. A, I don't know if I'd bet all three of them. I think maybe just on both running backs, but, but Williams, then watch Troy Williams run. Yeah, he yeah. runs a lot at the one yard line. So he, one of the two point conversion scores was a, was a quarterback like drag. Um, I don't Pat, know. Well, Pat, we see, what do you think about if it's going to be a, I mean, you're the one laying the point. So you probably think Birmingham might score first. If so, who do you think? Well, I would say, uh, assuming he's healthy, Marable, I think they probably get the ball down. I mean, Sternberger, obviously, one of the uh, other options is, is if they're if they're he's a the steady odds drive. on favorite. He's the odds on favorite of all of them. It's still plus four fifty. So if you feel good about it, throw a hundred bucks yes. down and boom. Uh, it's not bad. Not bad return I mean, I, on investment. I don't know if I'm going to go Birmingham. I think one of the receivers, maybe Davion Davis, Deion Kane, or Mago at plus nine hundred. You know which one I was thinking was. Ricky person junior is kind of like emerging. I feel like starting to get look better and better each week. Plus 1500. He fumbled last week. 
I don't know. I think if Marable is healthy, I I, I don't. Yeah. I, I don't think I touch person. Especially, I mean, Groshek's plus fifteen hundred. You know, so no, I don't like the person angle as much as you do. I don't think. You, hmm. you know where I think the real value is. I think the real value is Isaiah Henney plus 900 because not only is he one of their featured receivers, uh, either one or two, depending on, I haven't looked at the stats yet, but he and Bailey Gaither had basically been their top two receivers, but he's also the league's leading punt returner. Uh, he's explosive as hell. And so, you know, I think that, you know, the, the, the flip side of that is um, Birmingham led the league in net punts, uh, punt yardage. So maybe they have e- either a great punter or great coverage, but we are going to see that is the immovable object versus the irresistible force right there. But I think Henny gets the better of them at some point, maybe not for a touchdown, but at least for a big one. I like that angle. You know, it, it gives you, not only is he one of their top receivers, but you also have another crack at it in the uh, return game. That is true. That is true. All right. Well, look, I wanted to key on that. I think it's awesome. And I, I what well, do you guys if I could th- throw out one other, one other bet that I like, I'm looking at, at, at Pittsburgh money line, first half plus plus one seventy five. Ooh, if, like if the it. if the script goes like I'm saying, yeah, may, maybe they're up at half and plus one seventy five. I mean, that's you know pretty juicy. I like it. I like it uh, with a field goal kicker like uh, like Blewett. You know, it, it, they could knock in three first half field goals and have that lead. So that that is a decent play. Nine seven lead at halftime. I like it. There I'm it is. Board. Uh, what do you? Is this a, a just you're pissing your money away? No touchdown scored. Uh, plus ten thousand. <laughs> well, I'm Blue curious it. how many times that happened during the season because I know they got shut out once, and another game they had fifteen points, which but, I'm assuming no, no, is five blew it. But that's both teams, no touchdowns, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you, oh, need, yeah, yeah. you need, right, you need, hey, but hey, I, look, the Maulers have the number one defense. If they shut down this McGill character, uh, I mean, maybe this was like Iowa versus Minnesota. You know, it's a, de- <laughs> it's a decent bet, but. Uh, so we're not touching that. All right, let's go. Let's jump on over to the DFS side of it because you thought this episode was done, but nothing is over. Nothing. You just don't turn it off. It's only one game. Obviously the freedom cup is here and uh, captains. Uh, that's what we got when we only have one game. It's a showdown lineup. And uh, well, I'm curious, Patty C, what did you put as your captain? You talked a lot of shit. About uh, your lineup, well, uh, I'm before we hit this. the record button, I'm winning this for the second week in a row. Thank you very much. But uh, I think the captain. I think there's only one person anyone can play here, and that's McGill, right? Because it's uh, 1.5 points or 1.5 multiple here. So I mean, the guy averages like no. What, what is his fantasy oh, average? His fantasy average fired. is like. 25. The next guy uh, up is like 13. It's just mathematical <laughs> stupidity what, to take anyone else. Mathematical stupidity is you look at what he did the first time against the Marlers defense, two interceptions. He struggled only through five yards of completion. And that is why I rostered Troy motherfucking Williams. <laughs> <laughs> so I get Patty's point. My first lineup had me go at, in the captain chair, but I mean, really, I mean, not only do you get one and a half, uh, points, but the price is one and a half and his price is astronomical. So that kind of handicaps you with what you can do with the rest of your roster. And to Colby's point, he did not have a very good uh, first game. You know, who did have a pretty good first game against Pittsburgh, who actually outscored Mago was his favorite receiver, Davion Davis, who, uh, by the way, the last two weeks, he's been over 23 fantasy points. Wow. He's been over 23 fantasy points, three out of the last four weeks. 
So um, I pivoted off Mago so I could save some cash, and I went uh, Davis in my captain chair. Wow. Okay. Nice play. Okay. okay. So Mago, which everyone in America will wow. have. He's on my uh, roster. Yeah. 45.8 fantasy points last week. <laughs> did Colby roster both quarterbacks? I did. Question. I did. So I is- did. I did not go Troy Williams. <laughs> uh, you're making a mistake. He was clutch last week. Very clutch. Every big time moment uh, he delivered. Does, and, Patty have, uh, does Patty have Troy Williams? Uh, I do have Troy Williams. Oh, so both of you guys went mighty chalky. Both quarterbacks. <laughs> well, I didn't go. Uh, yeah. I didn't go chalky elsewhere. I got some. I got some money plays here. Um, <laughs> so, well, who's your second highest player then, or highest paid player, Nick? Mago. Oh, so you, okay. I All stacked right. Mago with Davis. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, then for me, my next highest paid player is Sternberger. Only had one catch for five yards. I think they'll be trailing in this game, and I think they're going to have to. Throw the ball to old Jace Sternberger. So at eighty two hundred, I have Jace Sternberger rostered up and ready to go. Buckham Stallions. All right, uh, play the music. Oh man, me and Patty see have the same team. It turns out, but wrong captains. Well, there's only two two teams playing yeah. here. <laughs> I did not have Sternberger. Instead, I went Deion Kane. And look, Sternberger's more expensive. You know, I mean, he's probably more likely to score a touchdown, but he's not likely to get as many targets as Deion Kane because Kane has 17 targets over the last two games, uh, 26 targets over the last four games. And he's really becoming that, that second, you know, threat out wide with Davis. So I I got Mago and I got Davis and Kane. Ooh, raising Kane. Yeah, there you go. They, they, they did a great job. Uh, the owner with the shot, the jello shot challenge in Omaha. Um, well, I'll say this, Nick, uh, Colby mentioned it. Uh, even though they, you know, played great defense. Otherwise they did get burned a couple of times last week. So maybe there are some secondary issues or maybe that's schematic or maybe that's, you know, uh, what they do is if, if they need to, uh, if, if they get in a pinch and they need to stop the line of scrimmage, they go with the cover zero, leave their corners out on that Island. And then boom, payday is available for your receivers there. Mm, mm, mm. Here we go. Look, I got a lot of money. I left $3,100 on the table. Wow. I left 400. I left zero. And I just realized I, I, I went a little bit out of order as far as my dollar amount, because I do have one mauler that was more expensive than Kane. Give them away. Henny. Ooh, Isaiah Henny has seven weeks in a row, double digit fantasy points. He had nine out of 11 games he's played this season. He's gone over double digit fantasy points. I mean, the dude's been crushing it lately and it's not my game script, but there's a scenario where Pittsburgh is down and has to pass the ball a lot. Kind of like last week. Yeah. I actually, last week he got 10 targets. Thank you. Well, I actually, I actually, uh, I'm sorry. I have 4,900 left over. I made it uh, just given away, just giving away stuff here. Uh, well, my next highest price guy um, is Chris Blewett at 4K. Play the music. Oh <laughs> man, all of us have him. Yeah. I mean, the guy can hit 60 yarders. You got all. got a roster. Blewett. Great value. He yeah. also has four straight weeks double-digit fantasy points. So usually a kicker is not that consistent, yeah. but. 
<laughs> that speaks to the Pittsburgh offense and their <laughs> inability to, to punch it in, in the red zone, but Hey, I'll take it. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we all have him. So then I'll give out my next guy then, because that is the Mahler's defense at 3,600. I told you they're going to score a defensive touchdown this game. So $3,600. We all have this one too. No Patty C I do. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay. We have a lot of, how do we have the same amount? Uh, how do we have such a big difference on the, the amount of money? <laughs> well, the I, same got one, I got one more guy left. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, no, I, I mean, I, I thought about rostering a defense. I didn't do it. I only had what? 1600 bucks left. I went Ishmael Hyman, the other receiver for Pittsburgh. Don't know, but. That's my last guy. He <laughs> scored a touchdown a week ago on fourth and five. Four guy, for thirty-two and touchdown on six targets. That'll well, that'll do for such a low price. Well, and that chemistry's growing. Remember, he was a Michigan Panther. That's what was great about that. That game was awesome last week from a viewing standpoint. But also knowing that he had that touchdown against the team that cut him, mm. fantastic, fantastic. Patty C, uh, you have one guy left. Who is it? Uh, I went with the other defense as well. I went with the uh, Stallions defense. <laughs> oh. Look, I'm thinking this may play out that at some point, maybe early on, uh, Pittsburgh finds themselves behind and uh, they start getting desperate and putting themselves in predictable situations. Uh, the Stallions pin their ears back on the defensive front and start robbing in the secondary. And maybe a couple house calls happen and put this game into blowout what? mode. How do you have both, both defenses and blew it? Both defenses and blew it. Maybe. That is a unique lineup, sir. That's <laughs> now, you know what? This might be the game where something like something <laughs> crazy. Something like, <laughs> if I were you, I would put that in like one of the big money. Uh, you know, just not, not necessarily like put up a lot of money, but one of those you know contests where you can win a lot because there's like thirty thousand people in it. Because yeah, I don't think anybody's going to have that lineup. Yeah, that's um, true. Well, I can tell you this guys, I'm I, before we get out of here. Yeah. I would enter that thing too. I'm going to enter. I play the, I play the big money ones too. I'll see you in, in both, both gridirons, Patty C. <laughs> um, will there be a another uh, Ray Horton? What the fuck moment on fourth and one is the question. Can we do a little prediction here? Nick, I can see that. I can certainly see that Patty. Uh, it's possible, you know, I mean, I, I think that you're obviously going to see a bunch of big moments in this game. So we're going to get a, a better chance to see Ray Horton under real pressure, how he responds and how he can coach. All right. Who will be the MVP of the game? Patty, see, you said stallions are winning. It's gotta be McGill, man. This if, the if boy. Win, it's him. Even if he doesn't have a, like a, the game he had last week, if he wins, like Patty just said, he's a golden boy. I got Troy Williams because I got the Maulers bringing, <sighs> making me rich. All right, plus twenty two hundred. What's up? Is this is any correlation between TCU and Georgia? We also host the college football experience. <laughs> is Birmingham, Georgia? Is Pittsburgh TCU? Oh, Birmingham's. I thought. I thought. I thought the Maulers would be Georgia with that defense. <laughs> All right. The only reason why I don't really see that is because you know maybe if if Birmingham like struggled against New Orleans, like Georgia struggled against Ohio State, then maybe. You know, you you lay a, a big number with Birmingham, but it's not the case here. So kind of uh, different scenario. But Alex like, Mago, uh, Max Duggan, I can see the comparison. Stetson Bennett, Troy Williams, I see it. But uh, Colby's always on the dog. Okay, so expect him to be there. TCU was a team I faded last year a, a lot. I I I had big questions about them. 
kind of like Pittsburgh. I had serious questions about them this year. And now the biggest stage, what are they going to do? Are they going to pull a, a horn frog and you know, get blown out? Or are they going to have some fight and at least cover if not win? I think uh, Pittsburgh has a, a legit better, you know, uh, talent on the defensive side of the ball than, than uh, Birmingham does. And so I think just by that, you're going to have a, a closer game. Whereas Georgia kind of had way more talent on both sides both of the ball. Sides. TCU, yeah. True. Blew it. Game winning 56 yard field goal. He did, he did, he did it at Clemson. He did it at Clemson back in the day. All right. He does it no again. No blew it, blew it moment here. No, no blew it, blew it. Maybe an extra point earlier in the game. But folks, subscribe to the USFL Gambling Podcast. Uh, we're available wherever podcasts can be found. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube as well. Just type in USFL Gambling Podcast and pow, we come up. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter at USFL Gambling. Let you let let us know what you're doing as, as far as bets wise, you know, where are you watching the game with friends? Happy early 4th of July. Also, that's why we call this thing the freedom cup. And uh, look, hope you have a wonderful weekend. Give Patty C a follow on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one, give NC Nick a follow on Twitter at NC underscore underscore N I C K. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D. And remember, we also host the college football experience. Subscribe to that as our off season. It was football season year round over here at SGPN. So check out that check out the sports gambling podcast. Cause they preview every single NFL team with the NFL right around the corner with the hall of fame game. I saw NC Nick was tweeting. It's he's got to go a couple of weeks without football. Luckily, you know, maybe you dive into some CFL action. I don't know. Uh, some ELF. I haven't dipped my toes in the Canadian waters just yet. <laughs> not since Flutie was an Argo. I hear they're icy. Right? Not, <laughs> not, not since Flutie was an Argo, huh? Uh, folks, uh, subscribe, get the SGP app, and, and feel free to come talk Freedom Cup with us in the Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord until the reaction show. Enjoy the Freedom Cup and have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. This is the USFL Gambling Podcast. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. Run,